Hey y'all, welcome to the podcast where a group of friends do life together. We'll discuss it all from burpees to barbecue to baby wigs and everything in between, all while honoring the Lord and filling our lives with lots of laughs. Hi y'all, welcome to the podcast. We're so happy to have you joining us today for some fun and fellowship. Just a few housekeeping things. You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram or our website at converseandcrowns.com. Um, please like and subscribe and share with your friends. You can listen to our podcast on any podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or you can listen directly from the website. So as you may have listened from our last episode, we review a snack every episode. So we have officially named it. So in honor of our new one, what's the yummies, y'all? Well, this week, in honor of Britt's birthday, we're having Berry Bird Cupcakes. So they are a Chantilly-like cupcake, um, really fresh fruit, um, very locally named for the Berg, Hattiesburg, um, and they're very, very good. Absolutely delicious. Yes. So, happy late birthday. Thank Yay. you. <laughs> okay, today we are going to be discussing something that has come up as like a friend group. We talk about this a lot. And just how sometimes um, this idea of labels and, you know, getting a label or being labeled and kind of feeling stuck in that and not realizing that you are functioning, living your life without a label you've been given that maybe not be true, maybe was true at one point in your life, um, good, bad, whatever. And just kind of how that can really be a disservice to yourself and truthfully a disservice to your purpose that the Lord has given you. Um, so that's kind of where we're headed today. Um, so let's just kind of, you know, I don't know, throw around. What are some labels that you think like that come to mind for y'all? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Same. And that one's actually true though, so. Um, big boned. Yeah, yes. I was gonna say. Yeah, All every southern girl. Yes, big boned. Yeah, the big funny friend. Uh-huh. Always the big funny. But yes, the funny one. Uh huh. Uh huh. There's the pretty one, and then there's the funny one. Yes. So, yeah. Always the supporting actress. Yes. Yeah, I mean yeah. true. Um, I think, and we've talked about this. Just you know, <laughs> New Year help journey, like. Even if you got to, like, what you consider to be healthy or strong or whatever, always feel like that's something you have to strive for because you've never not known that. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, being awkward, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's kind of, you know, um, a label we're given. Um, I know for some people, maybe undesirable, unlovable, not smart enough, um, you know, stuff that maybe you were told by family or loved ones in the past or by peers or whatever. Those are things that kind of get ingrained into our psyche that we don't even realize we're functioning and operating within that context. Um, and wow, will that open your perspective when you realize that? Um, sometimes I think that maybe that takes friends or family to point that out to you because you don't necessarily see it yourself. Um, which, you know, that praise the Lord for those people. But yeah, that's just kind of where we're kind of where we're sitting, I guess, with that today. Um, so 
I know we kind of hit on it, but are there any other labels that you would feel comfortable sharing or like experiences? I think I get called too independent mm-hmm. like more mm-hmm. often than not. And like independent to me is a good label, right. but then you add that three letter word in front of it too. And to me, it feels like not a that's thing. not a good thing. Then. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I know, and this is, I think I see it because, like I said, awkward. Or, you know, that I was always the too smart to ever, like, nerdy kid in school. um, The awkward kid. Um, And here's the thing. Labels can be true. Mm -hmm. That is 100% true. But that doesn't mean that it necessarily has to be held in that negative connotation that we Mm -hmm. always had. And there was a guy that I knew that would tell me all the time, well, I know I'm not people's cup of tea. And it was almost like, and I could see it because I had done it too, that he was kind of like prefacing, like preparing me for the fact that I was going to realize that he was awkward and quirky and strange and want to run away. And like he would say, like you could just tell. And I don't know if he even realized it. I know that... um, In some contexts, that probably was true for him, you know, growing up in formative years. But what I couldn't get through to him was that was what I loved about him, right? Like, that's what made him who he was. He was awkward and quirky and strange, and it was fantastic. Um, And I think sometimes we get into this space of, like, if it's true, it's bad, when that's not necessarily, you know, the case. Being smart. Being the smart kid in school is not what you want to be, right? Right. Um, That is, you know, uh, not always great. Um, Maybe if you were, I don't know, the band kid or the what, you know, those type of things. I know that, like, because I teach high school, that's what I see and that's just what's present all the time. Um, But that doesn't have to have a negative connotation anymore. I think so many of us are wallflowers, You know, we stand in the shadows because that's where we think we have always fit. Um, If you feel like that, may I plug a book by Angela Thomas called When Wallflowers Dance? Um, Or Do You Think I'm Beautiful? But When Wallflowers Dance is, oh my gosh, that's kind of her story. Like she is beautiful and funny and, um, you know, she came to our church and several of us had a chance to hear her and just like, what amazing, but like to hear her how she views herself like I got it like being a wallflower and it's this label she felt like she always had of like oh I'm just the background character um so yeah that's a a big one what about um I know we we talk all the time about like strong versus skinny Mm -hmm. skinny versus fit (laughs) not the same thing not the same thing Healthy and skinny are not necessarily the same thing. And I think there's so much focus on that. That's something I know I try to speak into when I hear, you know, my students at school misconception. Because I wish somebody had spoke that into me. Um, You know, those ideas. Um, Anything else like that? Um, Being divorced, I have Mm -hmm. that label. And that Mm -hmm. little stigma that comes with it. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but when you do say, oh, yes, I'm divorced, you kind of sort of inadvertently get that oh mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. and that you know that small head tilt like oh it's okay mm-hmm. you're it, it 
and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It just right. has that negative notation on it, like right. you're saying. And you just kind of be like, oh, it's okay. But like, yeah. just, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I'm sorry that made you feel bad that right. I'm divorced. But right. yes. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't be a label. It, it should just be right. like a point in your life. This right. might happen. Correct. And Unfortunately, around, it, is. Yeah. Yeah. it is. It shouldn't be made into a label. Yeah. And it singles shouldn't. The same way. I was going to say, yeah. singles. Very single. It's like, oh, well, what's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's what I was going to say. It's like a group, like blanketing. This means that, and that's not true right. um, at all. Um, within that, I feel like a lot of those labels have maybe been put on us in the past. But do you think or have you experienced like a self-imposed label? Or as I figured out um, not too long ago, self-fulfilling prophecy. Like I did not realize how true of a statement that was and how when you have in your mind a certain view of yourself, you kind of live that out of, you know, I did, I can't. I don't know if it'll be out. I think it will be out maybe by the time this podcast comes out. But I have a blog post coming out about being a self-fulfilling prophecy. And when I recognize and realize that, and just the eye-opening, oh, you're right. This is happening because I'm almost making it happen. Because I'm not being open towards people. Like, oh, people, you know, people don't want to come talk to me. Well, yeah, you look mean. Like, you know, (laughs) I wouldn't want to come talk to you either. Um, You know, and I think, like, you think of people who just have joy, like, bubbly joy. People love being around them. They choose that. You know, that's not necessarily, probably their life isn't perfect, you know, golden rainbows. But... So much, I think, of how we function, sometimes we don't realize we are choosing, choosing a destiny that... Well, I think a lot of times, too, like, how we function in the world is, like, what makes us comfortable. Yes. You know, but Mm -hmm. there's really, you know, like, I mean, babies are in their mother's womb, that's the safest, most comfortable Mm -hmm. spot, like... But no growth ever happens until right. they're born into the world. Right. And so it's the same thing. Like, you can't you can't create this, like, self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just what makes me comfortable. Like, I'm not reaching out. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not engaging because I'm comfortable not mm-hmm. doing those things. Well, you're never going to grow, right. you know, like, until you realize the labels can be true and they can be good and they can be bad and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But, yeah, that's, I mean, that's very true. I've never, like, you do have to have to push yourself past yeah. that type stuff. Um, and I know, like, for me personally, it was more from the standpoint of, like, dating and God love my brother, um, who is six years younger than me. And he used to tell me all the time, you know, like, basically, um, you complain that guys aren't asking you out. And that's because you basically have a sign across your forehead that says, do not come talk to me. And I was like, no, I don't, blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. Well, of course, when I finally got to a healthy place and realized, (laughs) yes, I do. Um, And then, you know, just, I mean, other things where I was, you know, whatever, Bob down the street would be like, hey, how are you? And maybe he is trying to start a conversation. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, he just said that because he's being nice. And I shut down any opportunity. And then I go, well, see, it is true. Nobody likes me. Well, yeah, because you don't give them a chance, you know? And 
toxic thinking and just this story that we spin for ourselves so often feeds into, you know, the outcome of it, just like with anything else. But I think a lot of times when those labels are things that we have kind of peddled to ourselves for decades at this point, they feel real. Or once again, if they are real, but aren't necessarily negative anymore, you know, I recognize that I am the nerdy person. And I, I think we recognize like, it's that okay. too, in our 30s. Yeah. We get to point like, you know what? Yeah. So what if I like exactly. Harry Potter still? Right. Or, or want to yeah. read, you know, eight hours out of the day. Right. Like we get to a spot where we mm-hmm. accept it a little bit. And I think that's just one of the best things about your 30s. Oh, yes. Is you yes. can just kind of. That, that is mm-hmm. who I am. And what, what, what is it? Right. What's wrong with it? Yeah. You know. And I think we can appreciate it in other people now. We are not as scared, I think, of differences in other people as we would have been. Like, everybody just wants to blend in when you're younger. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just praying that nobody recognizes that you're different. And I think as we get older, it becomes okay not to be. Um, So, yeah, that's that's a good thing. I also think that... You can get stuck on good labels. And what I mean by that is, if you are nearly 40 and you are still living your life as the high school athlete, that's a problem. Or if you're living your life as, I was the smartest person at my school, that's okay. But what else have you done? You know? I mean, that's the reality of it. And I say that as someone, it's nice to cling to like things that you felt like you did well with, but if it doesn't ever go beyond that, that's where you're getting stuck in that too. Maybe that was a good label, but if you don't ever grow beyond it, what has happened, you know? Um, I just like talking about one of the last episodes where we were talking about, you know, choose your own adventure. mm -hmm. And you said like, you were doing the workout class with your mom and she kind of hurt her ankle and was like, Hey, why don't you come up here? You know, but like, was that when you like felt your label shift? Like, like now I've become more the strong one or the more capable one in that. Like, yes. I mean, I, and I, I looking back on it. Yes. Cause I, if you would have told me 10 years ago that I was going to be an advocate for, healthy eating and working out at any size and being comfortable with who you are and that I would be up in front of people confident to lead a workout, I would have thought you were a crazy person (laughs) because that was not who I was. And so I think it took that moment. It's just Bella. Sorry. That's my dog, Bella. She is very protective of the Hey Y'all podcast. (laughs) If you could sit, we'll put her in the newsletter next month. <laughs> She's not scary. Um, she is the best, though. I'm sorry. I should have closed the window. Um, anyway, I think that was a catalyst moment that when my mom got hurt, um, that I was kind of forced to step mm-hmm. up. And because we haven't talked about the Enneagram yet, but because I'm a two and I wanted to be the helper and help her in that situation, I did jump in and help. And that, I think, gave me the confidence to do it. But that would never have been a label I would have thought workout um, person <laughs> would have yeah, never been yeah. a label I would have thought that would have described me. Yeah. yeah. I think it's cool. Like when you can see like that huge oh, yeah. shift, mm-hmm. you know, when you go from mm-hmm. one end of the spectrum to the yes. other, you know, and it doesn't happen for everybody. I mean, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and that doesn't 
give you your worth either no. when you change, you know, from right, you know, the the fat kid mm-hmm. to the right. you know the the workout queen or whatever. I went from one end of the spectrum to the other. That yeah. is, for that part of my life. Now yeah. there are other parts, yeah. obviously not, but yeah, for <laughs> for sure. And I'm still not the skinny person, but that doesn't matter to me as much. You know, health is what matters more. But yeah, yeah just. Yeah, I think it's interesting how much you can shift. But I think, and we talked about this in one of the podcasts, you have to be willing to grow. Mm-hmm. Like, you have yeah. to be willing to let the Lord, like, grow you in that confidence and say, no, you are good at this, or this mm-hmm. is what I want mm-hmm. you to do. And that, you know, for a long time, I probably didn't want to do that. But I think you have to be willing to do that, too. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that more than just growing, at least personally, and I know some of our struggles in here anyways, letting go of those old labels. Because like Christy said earlier, as crazy as it sounds, like you may be unhappy in that label, but you're comfortable because you know where you exist within that. Mm -hmm. Like I understand. And like, you don't know what's outside of that. I remember when I was not at a healthy weight or anything, my fear in the back of my head was what if I lose weight or I do this or I get whatever. And that still wasn't enough. And, like, that wasn't the problem. Which, let me tell you, that wasn't the problem. <laughs> it was, you know, my mental need to get together. I need to grow that way. But, like, sometimes we cling to those so hard because we feel safe there. Even though that's not necessarily, you know, safe or healthy. And really what we want what we desire is outside of that comfort zone. And so a lot of times we're not willing. It, it's all about risk, right? It's risk management. At some point, you're going to have to decide, is it worth the risk? Because ultimately, you are going to lose either way. But are you going to take the risk and potentially lose something that way? Or are you not going to take the risk and lose the opportunity the other way? Um It's going to be uncomfortable either way. And I think that took me a long time to get because I wanted the change to happen while my feet were still firmly planted on the shore. Um, So in case it didn't work out, I could quickly jump back, you know? Um, And that's just, that's not life. And that's not growth. And that's not how the Lord works. If you would like him to work that way, that that's not his his method normally. Um, So yeah, I think letting go of labels is hard. Because that's who you are, you know, or who you thought you were. Um, And that can be any label. That's not just, that could be how you view yourself physically, emotionally, mentally. I know as high school teachers, we see kids come in with all kinds of labels and baggage. And that they, I mean, me and Meg teach interesting students. I love my students, but I've had students come to me before and um, I, I can think of one in particular right now that he made like an A on a test or something. I knew when he came to me, he was one of those kids that, God bless him, I knew his name before I'd ever met him because everybody said it with fear. He had gone to alternative school multiple times and he was in my class. He made an A on a test and he was, said something like, I made an A, can you believe that? And I kind of just said, well, of course you may. I said, I didn't expect anything else. Why wouldn't you make that? Knowing that most teachers hate him. He is very difficult to deal with. And he was like, you're not surprised? And I was like, no. And he goes, oh. I said, you're smart. Why would-? And you could tell that was the first time anybody had ever said he was smart. 
And believe me, kids will meet the expectations you have for them. And so if you expect them to be horrible and to get bad grades and all that, that is exactly what they will do for you. Um, but it was this label he had carried around for years that, yeah, in a lot of ways he did to himself, but he also never got a fresh start after that. And I think that's so hard, too. And I think we kind of have to recognize even people we love who have put labels on us. Yeah. You know? People are not always able to love us and care for us in the best possible way because they too struggle, you know. And a lot of times what is said, you know, maybe a little more like, I, I mean, I think we can all say this, like, I remember stuff that people who love me said to me 25 years ago. You know, and so I think sometimes we have to view that through a lens of grace. And ultimately, the only label that matters is, are you a child of God and a citizen of heaven? If that is true, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're fearfully and wonderfully made either way. But (laughs) being a child of God and a citizen of heaven, I mean, you are given, you know, royal birth, royal status. And the rest of it is kind of just sprinkles as whatever the Lord has given you. Um, And those labels can change too and being okay with that um, and learning through that. Anything else on that, that concept? I'm just wondering, Brittany, because you have kids, like, Mm -hmm. do you feel like that mom guilt kind of goes into this? Like labels type thing? (laughs) Absolutely. You know, like, because my, I have two little girls who are complete opposites of one another. <laughs> and so one, if you're, you know, either rewarding or punishing, you have to do it differently. And so I have, I am one of three girls who are, again, are all completely different. And I know what it's like to be constantly, not, not in a bad way, but compared to uh-huh. another sibling. Yeah. Most of us know that. So I try to do my absolute best and not do it, but it's hard to do. And I don't want to label one, the sassy one and the quiet one, but I have a sassy one and a quiet one. Right. Yeah. So, yes, I do have that little bit of mom guilt in every aspect of everything, yeah. really. Yeah. But trying to not inadvertently label them one way or the other is hard. I think I do a good job with it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you do, too. Yeah. And I think you have an interesting perspective because the three of us have brothers. Yeah. So there's comparison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not in the same way, you know, where you having sisters that would, and your ages are closer yes, and like that's very, parts. yeah, that's so very we were different. all in high school at the same time, right. junior high at the same, well, right. my youngest was a year younger, but, but yes, we were all yeah. roughly around the same age, same time. Yeah. And just always feeling like you're, you know, whether, once again, whatever, um, that there's something there. I think women struggle with comparison a lot as well. Um, and I think that feeds into it. Satan knows. I mean, let's be honest. That's what got Eve. And it like, starts at such a young age. Yes. Oh, my thing. goodness. And I do feel like, I think it was hard for every generation. Don't get me wrong. But like with our generation, we didn't have the constant uh-huh. visual of social media yeah. to see everybody, you know, highlight real as, as they say, to be compared to so many people versus just like our classmates at the time. Right. And now yeah, you can right. see everybody's everything. Right. So I think it's very hard to try to, to not have that comparison or to try to teach your kids, my kids right. to not try to compare themselves to what they see yeah. knowing that we all did. Yeah. I can't and imagine like 
God yeah, but, yeah, and now probably even more than ever, just like Bailey said, risk management. Like, that's probably what you are to your kids. Like, <laughs> dude, that's not your label. Like, don't, yeah. I, like, don't compare that yourself. That's not true. <laughs> don't compare yourself to that person in Germany. You don't know them, you will <laughs> yeah, never right. see them, you know, type deal. But, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. And do it through a lens of reality. I mean, yeah. and I think that's for any of us, but teaching what I teach, because I teach business and marketing, and seeing the shift, this is like my 15th year, something like that, in the school system, um, from prior to social media being so hardcore to now, kids now, a lot of them can't tell the difference between something that's been photoshopped, that's obviously super, because that's all they're surrounded by, and so they don't look at an image and go, oh, that's photoshopped, and look in the mirror, this is normal. They look in the mirror and say, why don't I look like that? And I'm like, because that person doesn't look like that. Um, And so it's almost a warped sense Mm -hmm. that they're getting from that. But I think we get that in a lot of ways, too, of, like, I mean, you know, seeing other moms do what they post or seeing, you know, other teachers. Um, Of course, their classroom is color-coordinated and they're, you know, their classroom closet is perfectly organized and mine looks like Monica's closet on friends and you know, um, things like that, where even we have to kind of almost have a conversation and go, that's not reality. That's not reality. Or, and this is something I've learned greatly in the last about four months of this may feel real, but that doesn't make it true. Mm-hmm. Like my emotions yeah. may say that, th- I mean, Everything points to this being true. You're not worthy. You're not, you know, we'll talk about, like Meg said, the Enneagram and what your fears are and all that. But, like, you're not this, you're not that. Or you are this, you aren't that. It may feel true, but that does not make it true. Um, And that, I think, is something, once again, women especially struggle with. I think comparison, like you said, is a huge thing. Because... I don't, it just make and we just constantly want to be something different, you mm-hmm. know, instead of just like resting in what we are and like, you know, wow. I, and I feel like, especially for women, if we say, oh, I'm good at this, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, she's arrogant or she's cocky. Especially she's, in the South. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. very much like a bad thing to be mm-hmm. confident. And I don't know. I feel like. I don't know, especially for women. I don't know. I guess a guy can be that way more sometimes, I feel like. Because they're being a man. Yeah, yeah, it's more like acceptable or Mm -hmm. something. I don't know why that is, but I don't know. I feel like being confident in who we are, we need to be that. Like, Mm -hmm. you need to be confident in what you are because then it makes it easier, I think, in some ways not to compare. Because when you do see somebody and think, oh, wow, they're so good at that or they're so good at you know, doing this, I wish I was that way. You can reel it back in and be like, no, but I have this gift and I can do this really well. And that's a good, healthy place to be. I think Mm -hmm. to understand what you're good at and to understand what you have to offer Mm -hmm. and to bring it, um, which I think is different than being cocky, obviously, but just having confidence and resting in the confidence of what you have to offer. And how that feeds into God's purpose for you. Right. Um, I think when, you view it through that lens, you are taking it out of your hands. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, God gave me these skills and ability because he needs me to fulfill this purpose. Right. Which, or God gave me this story, like, you know, to make me 
I think of situations from like growing up in school that make me a better teacher because I can see stuff, I recognize stuff in students that may fly under the radar. Um, you know, I try to make them appreciate being weird and make that seem like a fun because it is when you're an adult. Um, and see, I'm sitting in a room full of the smart kids <laughs> in school, and I was not the smart kid <laughs> in school. Um, it was, it took everything I had to get a B, and like we celebrated that like it was nothing. My brother got A's out the wazoo, but I feel like that makes me a better teacher with those yeah. kids who struggle yeah. with school. Like, I, I can give them information in a way that makes it easier for them because that's how I needed it, you know? So, yeah, I feel like our past... That negative label. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That label was literally a stepping stone in your purpose. Right, and I mean, as much as it probably frustrated my parents and everybody else that, you know, school was not my thing, I just, it wasn't, I wasn't good at it. It was hard for me. I I enjoyed seeing everybody and going to lunch. (laughs) Like, I did not enjoy school because it was hard. It made me feel dumb, and so... But I think that, like you're saying, mm-hmm. makes me better at what I am. You know, the Lord has called me to be a teacher in room G104, and that's what I do every day. And yeah. I'm better because I think I struggled in school. So, mm-hmm. you know, good thing I made all those <laughs> C's and B's <laughs> in high school. Because the Lord's plan. That was just the Lord's plan for me. <laughs> I probably should have studied a little more. But again, it just frustrated me. I was always frustrated. So, yeah. yeah, that's a good point, though. Yeah. Like, the Lord's plan, you know, how many of us, like, Southern put the label of God's will? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. how much stuff do you, like, happens to your whatever, and you're like, that's God's will. That's just God's Lord's will. It's the Lord's will. Lord's will. <laughs> yeah. You know? And you kind of use it as an explain away yeah. type thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh-huh. Which, is, I mean, it's funny how much yeah. we do it, but yeah. it is also, like, sad. Like, <laughs> right. You know, that we, we don't, like, almost revere that, you know, right. that really... You know, sometimes making B's and C's and the struggle, you know, right. as that, it really is the Lord's will right. for your right. life. And I 100% could have tried harder and studied more. <laughs> I know that's what my parents it's are saying It's the Lord's to will. Each other <laughs> right now, as they're listening to this, is she could have studied harder. You remember and that one time that she went. <laughs> and yes, I could have, but I will say it frustrated me because I felt like no matter how hard I studied, I still made a B, and it just frustrated me that my brother didn't, and I mean, you know, I had friends who were smarter, but it is funny how it was God's will. We're going with that. Well, and I'll say, and I know this is a unique perspective because we've known each other for it, but like, it's so funny to hear you say that in your perspective of yourself and that label in high school, because to me, oh, Megan Hogue was the fun girl that everybody wanted to be friends with and everybody knew and she like literally that I mean she was a diamond girl and she did this and she and like I wasn't you know (laughs) but you know what I mean that was back when there were only like six it was a big deal it was a big deal I know how to keep the books for baseball just but you know I mean like people I think so often we think people see us one as we see ourselves but also People don't care nearly as much about us as we think they do. That's true. That's <laughs> what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> I think about you every night. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, like, and especially when you go back, it's people that you maybe grew up with or people that you were, like, in school with or whatever and see their perspective. I think of, I know somebody who went back to their high school reunion and um, when they, it, like, 
20 year reunion when they went back and um one of the popular girls at the table was like I wish you'd asked me out in high school and he was like what <laughs> you would have talked to me and she was like yeah she's always thought you like in in his mind they viewed him as the hoodlum mm-hmm. and in her mind she was like well I guess I'm not gonna you know we so often, and that's what I was saying about being a self-fulfilling prophecy, we push this, well, they clearly think that about me. Like, one, they probably don't think about you at all. <laughs> but what they think, they're so wrapped up in their own junk, um, especially the older you get, that, yeah, and like, cutting off opportunities, I think, yeah, of like, chances, or really where your reach could be, because you already have these preconceived notions. Um, I don't know. It's just, I'm starting to realize more of that where I'm like, Oh, so, you know, you, you view me completely different than I thought I was, you know? Um, so there's some country song about if, if the person could see them through their eyes. Uh-huh. And I mean, it's obviously a goofy love song, but it's true though. Like how I see my, you know, friends or how I see mm-hmm. whoever, yeah. we generally see the better things in them or we wouldn't want to be around them. Yeah, like, it's hard for us to see that in ourselves. Like it's hard, you know, when people, like when you just said all those things about me in high school, my immediate thought was, that is not true. <laughs> but it, in your face, yeah. it was true. It was That's true. what you saw. And, you know, but I don't know. I think we struggle seeing the good that we however that other people see in us. Like, well, that's like yeah. from our introduction episode where we each had three words. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, oh my gosh, you think right. Right. Like, that's yeah. we We know that we love each other. Right. We know that we enjoy being being with each other and our friendships, but like just to kind of verbally yeah, you know, to right. hear that yeah. and you acknowledge yeah. it and you're like, oh, I think things like that can help with your label stuff as yeah. well. Yeah. I even told like, another, you know, some other friend groups, I was like, you know, we sat down, we were doing this podcast and we did, you know, all had to come up with a, a a word, you know, that we thought. And I just told him, like, how good that was for me. And I was like, I think things about y'all that I never say, right. but, like, I'm doing you a disservice by not, like, edifying you and encouraging mm-hmm. you. Like, and it's important that mm-hmm. those good labels and those labels that we know, you know, I can put on you, Meg, right. that will help you grow or help you be a better version of yourself. Like, shame on me for not writing it on a sticker and putting it on your dress. <laughs> right. You know, like, I mean, shame on us for not saying those things to other people and being more open about that. You know, I mean, I think it's, I think it's important. I think it's a, like, it's part of our job right. as people, you know, go yeah. through this world as Christians, as, yes, you know, to be a good friend mm-hmm. to everybody else, to be a good family member, to be a good, you know, yeah. um, like, it's we do of, need to be a label maker. We just need to, right. yeah, we need to put the right labels. Build it's, each other up. I would say the business concept of nine times out of ten, if someone really likes your business, they may tell a friend. If so, if they've had bad experience, bad news is going to travel like wildfire. Sure. And that's how it happens. Like, we are bombarded by negative labels all the time. I mean, the magazines tell me that my hair's not right, that my size isn't right. No matter what the style is, it's still not right. <laughs> you know, and then you have, you know, Satan just, I mean, Satan knows discouragement is his greatest tool and he goes after us. Um, and it's just one of those, whether you're getting beat down at work, whether it is looking in the mirror, 
and not seeing what you would like or seeing too much of what you would not like or whatever, we're bombarded by that. Like, yeah. So I think we need to be conscientious about fighting that with not just thinking it, you know? Um, and I think we also have to remember we don't, we look at ourselves under a microscope, you know, where other people don't. I know several years ago, and this sounds stupid in this generation, but I made a New Year's resolution that I was going to post more on social media because I had gotten to the point where I overanalyzed everything and I would be like, well, this looks like this. And Meg, being my social media manager, that's our father, <laughs> <laughs> she would be like, what the heck are you talking Because it's kind of like when you put on an outfit and the part of your body that you hate, that's immediately what you yeah. see, right? Nobody else would ever notice it. Like, that's just, you are so micro-focused on that. Um, I think a lot of times that's how we like overly are critical of ourselves and see more of that. And we kind of have to like back up. <laughs> like no one's looking at you like that, especially right. with social media the way it is now. Right. Just healthy self view is just something yeah. you got to work on. Um, and I'll say for me personally, it is something I have to work on daily. Like, I could do it okay today, and tomorrow it could be an absolute mess. Kind of like going on a diet. Today I may eat salads, and tomorrow I may eat four Berry Bird cupcakes. I was going to say, today we will eat four. I will not eat all four, though. I'm just going to eat one. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think we get so frustrated because life is not linear. And I would really like it to be linear and well laid out, preferably with a time frame. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I have two verses that kind of odd, and I, I don't have them memorized. I try really hard to memorize verses, but we've already talked about how I'm not very smart. <laughs> and it's just very hard for me. But I do have like a note in my phone that I keep verses mm -hmm. that I sometimes just need um, to remember. So in First Peter 2, 9, it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal nation, God's special possession. And when I read that about being God's special possession, that's just something that I kind of pour into myself, as silly mm -hmm. as that sounds, when I am fighting the, oh, I'm not good enough, or I'm not good enough for this person, or I'm not good enough for those people, or whatever it may be, I think, no, like, I'm God's special possession, like, I'm chosen. Those are big words, and, like, to read those matters. And then in Ephesians 1, 4, it says, for he chose... Um, he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be a whole holy and blameless sight. And those are just, I don't know, it just speaks value into me. And I think I have to do that sometimes is speak like value into myself to almost fight off the comparison or to fight off the labels that I feel like I've sometimes been given. It's just like to... It's almost like I have to, like, physically fight against that sometimes. Well, so, because you do. Yeah. I, yeah, mean, I mean, you have to, like, fight. But I yeah. think, oh, I'm chosen. I'm chosen. I was mm -hmm. chosen. Like, I'm chosen. I'm a special possession. Like, I have to, like, tell myself and, like, coach myself up that that, that, that is, yeah. is truth. Because yeah. it's far easier to believe the untruth than oh, yeah. it is to believe the truth, which yeah. is frustrating. But it is. I mean, that's how it is, you know. And that's kind of, like, my word of the year posture. Yeah. Like, that's the like where I would like to start that big part. Like mm -hmm. you have to understand who you are in Christ right, and yes. whose you are. And you are that special possession right. and you are like chosen. And that's, 
you know, that's a big deal. Like, there are not many people in my life that chose me. Right. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, now, I love my family and all of that. They didn't go shopping for right. me. You know? Like, but, like, my friends did, you know, and things right. like that. And those are, that's a different kind of relationship. And, you know, um, anyway. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I, just, I, I totally agree with that. Like, yeah. sometimes... You just have to talk to yourself. Like, right. You're a beloved to. child of God. Yes. You are chosen. You are redeemed. Yes. You are. And then set yourself right and then mm-hmm. move forward. I have to, like, coach myself up sometimes. Like, I, as silly as that sounds, but I do because it's so... Why is it hard to believe that? Like, why is it hard to believe that? But it's easy to believe, oh, you're this or that or the negative things. Yeah. Like, I can believe those with no coaching whatsoever. <laughs> but the good things, it's... I don't know. And this is why it's so important that you are in the word and you recognize God's voice because Satan is loud. He is incredibly loud. We are surrounded by spiritual warfare. That is just the fact of the matter. Um, And God speaks to you. We talked about that in several of our previous episodes. Um, But if you don't recognize his voice, it's going to get drowned out because you trust me, you will recognize Satan's voice because your heart is dark and dirty. And it is far more attuned to that than, you know, it is to the voice of God naturally. So you've got to be in like learning the truth. You can't feed yourself truth if you don't know it, you know? Um, and I think some, this was something a um, mentor of mine told me years ago that Satan would never, his lies almost look like the truth. If Satan came and told me, Bailey, you are a horrible, wretched person. You treat everybody awful. Well, I know that's not true because that's not my personality type. It would make me cry. But he can come tell me something that has a little bit of truth in it mixed with a lie. And it's just enough to make it very, very believable. Think of how counterfeit money works. Like, you know, monopoly money's fake, but counterfeit money looks pretty darn close. It's hard to tell. Um, and it's easier to have that buy-in to that. Um, and so y- you just, you have to know the truth to be able to fight those lies that aren't so clearly lies. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think in a lot of ways, sometimes we want to believe them. Right. Because it's easier that way. Me believing that lie means I don't have to grow and go outside of myself and change. And Because that's scary. Right. You know? I mean... That's the reality of what growth asks from you. Um, but we also know that that's where all the good things lie. Mm-hmm. And scary can be good. It took me 36 years Sometimes. to figure out. <laughs> it took me 36 years. Um, yeah. Any other work? Are there any other ways that you kind of, Meg talked about combating through like telling herself the truth I have to be and I remember listening to a podcast it might have been the heart of dating like years ago and they were talking about toxic thinking and how we get to a point we don't realize that we're even telling ourselves like saying it to ourselves and basically what the person was saying was they had to get to a point where the minute a toxic thought they were like no <laughs> like talking yeah. to themselves and so I started doing that and I was like 
Okay. And one, I realized how often I do that. And it kind of, though, peeled back like layers because I was like, that is so tough. And I would stop it and whatever. And then when I, as I grew and got healthier, stuff that I didn't even realize was toxic, then that I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. You know, um, but like that immediate, not like, not just saying, oh, that's not true. But saying, first of all, self shut up. Second of all, that's not true because, which goes back to the truth that mm-hmm. Meg was talking about. Um, it may require, I know sometimes if you ever walk into my classroom, my desk is like graffitied with post-it notes that just have truth on it. And it may just be a word. I literally have a bright hot pink post-it note on my desk that says worthy with a heart because that's something I struggle with. And I may be teaching a lesson, sitting at my desk, whatever, and I that just... I see it in my head. And that just becomes something. Think about how you know what logos and labels and brands are, even if you've never purchased the product. Because you see it all the time, right? Like it bombards you. Those good things can do that too. Tape it to your window. I used to have um, a, by my, in my old house, by my um, door that would come and go out of uh, a plaque that had um, Psalm 4610, be still and know that I'm God, because being still is very difficult for me. So every day when I picked up my keys to walk out the door, I was like, okay, be still and know that I'm God, be still, be still. Like, and it's just, it has to be there. And I think being in tune to the Holy Spirit going, mm, mm, like, or singing around you. We talked about that a few episodes ago. Like, God is speaking to you if you are willing to see it. I think it helps to have, like, people Mm -hmm. close by you too that like pour into you but I know for me I have to be willing to let them do that like I'm like you were saying too independent I think I sometimes take on the role of just wanting to be the helper and I don't want to put a burden on anybody else and have anybody need you know I don't want to require somebody to go out of their way for me and so but I think you have to kind of be willing sometimes to reach out and be like hey like I'm feeling like poo about myself today and let mm-hmm. them p- yeah. come alongside you and pick you up. Um, Cause I think sometimes I know from my personality type, it's hard for me to like be like, Hey, I need help right now. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. that's not always an easy, <laughs> I like to be the helper. If somebody texts me and says, Hey, I need help right now. I'm like, Oh, then let me help. <laughs> like that's, yes, that's what I was born to do. But for me to yeah. need that from somebody else is an uncomfortable place for me mm-hmm. to be. But I think you also have to be, you have to build that group around you. And yes. you have to be willing to let that group build you up when you need that's it. That's true. You know, and that's, you know, a pride issue a lot. But Yeah. I kind of, like, I'm not probably not going to ask for help a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, like, I'll keep, like, little notes or, like, text messages, you know, like, screenshot them or something. Where somebody says something right. that, like, made me feel like I mattered to them or you know they saw what I was doing you know things like that and sometimes just like reading that and being reminded you know hey other people don't see me the way that I see myself right um, and knowing that love and help isn't always comfortable because I know that I've had people loving friends who might be sitting in this room who have um come to me before and what their message has been has not been we love you and you're so wonderful. It's we love you and you need to get a grip on your <laughs> attitude or your life or your, you know, but they're saying that because they love me. And ultimately yeah. I have a relationship where I know that they're speaking truth and they're not trying to hurt my feelings. 
Now, once again, you still have to be open to that. But encouragement and building someone up, edification, is not always warm fuzzies. That's true. And I would like it to be, but that's not how it works because we're not perfect. Okay. Any other thoughts? How's them berry butter cupcakes, y'all? Oh, oh my gosh. Marscapone cheese. <laughs> the That's what the frosting is. And with fresh strawberries on top. Oh my goodness. Yeah, y'all didn't get that. Whole <laughs> description when I gave it. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it is delicious. It's white with some berries. I would say it's white cake with... But it has some almond in it. Yes, that's the... With the whole oh, marscapone. Oh my gosh, it's so good. The perfect um, birthday celebration. Yes, it, it really is. Yes, yes. Okay, well, I think that's it. I really hope that... Maybe this will at least get your mind spinning. Um, I know how, like I said, beneficial it can be to kind of hear what other people have figured out along the way and be like, oh, same, you know, and need to apply that. Um, Especially as you kind of, you know, new year, reevaluate yourself and your life and where you're headed and all that good stuff. I hope that you have at least found something to think on or maybe even just a revelation of maybe where God's trying to speak into your heart on some labels that you have. Um, I think that's it for this week. We will see you next week. Same time, same place. Thanks for tagging along. See y'all later. Bye y'all. Bye y'all. Bye y'all. Bye y'all.